Mm-hmm. Hello, dear listeners. This is the third episode of Dream Guide podcast, and here we welcome today's our guest, dear Mrs. Zainab. And here, guys, let's talk me about like uh, a bit background. Uh, actually, I have been preparing for SAT for a year, and uh, I find the reading session really hard, really challenging for me. Uh, like in order to improve this my reading reading scores, I have been uh, reading the bunch of materials like reading resources, uh, including Erica Melter, and uh, like attending some courses in Almaty. And but. I have improved my verbal section only for 600, unfortunately. And, uh, however, due to the lessons of our <laughs> Dr. Zainab on YouTube channel, the link of which I will attach to this podcast, to the description, I managed to increase my score to 680. So, <laughs> Mrs. Zainab, thank you very much for your tips and tricks. They were, I found them really useful and, you know, even I have been doing the reading section in order, for example, firstly, the first question after the second, but after your videos, I found that I should do, like, firstly, some vocabulary questions and uh, in order to, um, like, to good time management. Uh, thank you very much. So, <laughs> thank welcome. you for accepting my invitation and spending your time as our guest today. It's my pleasure. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. Uh, let's move on the questions. So, the first question is: Can you tell me uh, about how did you know this, all of these knowledges, and tell about your educational background? Um, well, my educational background is—I um, believe I'm very, very lucky. I was um, educated in America. I went there wow. from kindergarten all the way till high school. And then I continued my high school uh, degree in Saudi Arabia. So I got to learn Arabic and English really, really well. Saudi Arabia, in Saudi Arabia, they focus a lot on Arabic. There were about four or five um, subjects in Arabic. And in English, I got to learn it as a, as a native speaker. And then uh, mm-hmm. for uh, university, I entered uh, uh, the, one of the top universities here in Egypt. It's called Al Alsun. And it's, um, it teaches languages, and I entered the English section, and uh, I graduated from the English section, and then I, um, I applied for, uh, my ma- for the master's degree. There were about 600 applications, and I was chosen uh, from, from the 600 applications to be um, one of about um, seven students to continue my uh, master's degree. I did my pre-master's, it was about two years of studying, and then uh, I did my uh, master's degree, my thesis, my dissertation, and that took me about five years to do. Um, oh. I, I took that in 2009, and then I did my PhD, and that also took me about five years to do. And I took that in 2015. So overall, it took me from the from the time that I graduated from university until I got my PhD about 12 years of studying. So I'm the kind of person that loves to study. <laughs> I love to read. I enjoy very much what I do. Um, after that, I started uh, teaching. Um, not after that. During the time that I was doing my master's degree and my PhD, I was working in uh, international schools. 
So uh, I got to teach uh, American, the American curriculum. So that got me uh, closer to the SAT and to, the, to get mm -hmm. to know the tips and the tricks for the writing and the reading. And it got me into a, it gave me a deep knowledge of, uh, of the English curriculum. And that helped me a lot with the SATs. So basically that's my education. I took um, my, my PhD wow. while I was a high school te English teacher. Mm -hmm. So I can see how you are so professional in this area. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you mentioned that you have been working with international students. Uh, here I guess that you know most of the international students have the fear, uh, especially in the reading section, because math is just, uh, there is no any language required, you can do some uh, calculus, right? But in SAT reading, it's really like, uh, if you are not a native speaker, there's a feeling like that. If you are not a native speaker, you cannot get over 700. How do you help these international students to overcome, overcome their fear? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, studying for SAT does not start in high school. It actually <laughs> starts from the very beginning when somebody enters the school. Um, I've taught, mm -hmm. um, I've taught uh, middle school and I had a very special uh, student named Basim and he, that means smile in Arabic and he really does make me smile. What he, uh, when he was my student in sixth grade, uh, I used to make my students read every single day and they had a reading log that they had to write a sentence or two about what they read. And at first my mm -hmm. students did not like to do that. But Basim's mother, she was very smart, and she got books that were very, um, uh, that Basim really enjoyed. And so at the beginning, he did not like the reading, and then later on, he started to read a lot. Basim, he came to me from a school that was weak, and he did not have, um, he did not have very good English skills. He could barely put a sentence together. By the time he reached high school, he became one of the best students. And whenever somebody had a vocabulary word they did not understand, they would ask Basim. And he became the resource for English just because he started to read novels and stories. And then when he came to enter um, SATs, he did not even take any courses and he got a very high mark. And his mom wrote me a letter thanking me because I was mm -hmm. one of the reasons that he got such a high mark. Not because I taught him SAT, but because I just helped him to read and got him and um, nourished in him the love of reading. And from the love of reading, it's you learn while you're reading in a way that's indirect. You learn grammar, you learn punctuation, you learn how to put ideas together, you learn from the experience of others, and you are inspired by what you read to enhance the way you think. You become, a, you become a critical thinker. So my number one advice for all students, not just high school students, but also from stu for students that are, in, um, <laughs> that are uh, younger, to always read. Read every single day, just for 20 minutes. If you read just for 20 minutes, at the beginning, it's very difficult. At the beginning, you feel like it's a chore, but as you get into the stories that you read, you start to enjoy what you are reading and you will notice that you will become engrossed into what you're reading. You will love it and you will notice that your grammar will enhance, your, your vocabulary will enhance, your punctuation will enhance, the way you think will enhance. You will become 
um, you will become one of the smartest people around you in the language. Language is practice, and the more you practice, the better you become. Great, thank you for your uh, advice. I think that our uh, educational system in Kazakhstan should like start uh, having more lessons in English because you know, in the middle school, we have only once uh, one lesson a week. One lesson a week, one English lesson, I mean. Yeah. And that is why, uh, yes, that's why we just start uh, becoming interested in English in high school. Like, even not in high school when we are, yeah, 10, 11, sometimes even 11 classes. And this is the main problem. And uh, during this time, they haven't read not only English books, they haven't read even Russian or Kazakh books. Because that's the main problem here. We don't read. Actually, um, I believe um, that now in the 20th century, you have nobody has any excuse not to read or not to learn anything. Um, my daughter, she broke her leg and she couldn't go to school for about a month. And um, during her time at home, of course, I was working, so I could not be with her all the time. So during the time that she is at home, she would open YouTube channels and she would um, just watch things that she enjoyed. She just watched videos that she enjoyed. In that mm -hmm. month, she learned perfect American English. She became so <laughs> fluent just from watching the movies and watching <laughs> the videos that she did. So there's no excuse to say, well, schools are, are not giving us enough lessons. Now, if you want to learn how to make a cup of coffee, you just open a YouTube channel and you learn how to make a cup of coffee. The other day I wanted yeah. to um, plant a, a lemon tree. So I brought a YouTube video and I started learning how to plant a lemon tree and I, I, I learned how to do it. And I, and I am doing that right now, so I'm planting. So, now, when I, when I was your age, <laughs> I am an old lady, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> um, uh, our library for the university was, did not have a lot of books and for me to find books so that I can study from, um, uh, I, I had to go to major libraries and I had to uh, ask for membership and that would take months and months until I was able to reach books so that I can just study or so that I can do my, um, for, for me when I was doing my master's degree, I had to go to libraries and I looked for books that had uh, on any topics. I looked for, I didn't have a topic and then I looked for the books on the topic. No, I, I looked for the books that, that, had, that were, that were I looked for books that that had the many different uh, a lot of information about the top about one topic and that's the topic that I chose mm -hmm. for my for my master's degree. So you guys are so lucky with a click of a mouse mm -hmm. you can just um, you can find lots of PDF books you can find lots of YouTube channels you can find lots of information so there's no longer any excuse not to um, not to have uh, not to know the language if you want to do yeah. something you can do it. There are lots of applications, lots of books, lots of resources, lots of YouTube channels. You can do, you, if you want something, you'll learn it. By the way, my husband learned Russian from, from YouTube channels and from the internet. Wow. <laughs> so if my husband Great. can learn Russian from the internet, you guys can learn English. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, really. You have motivated us. Mm -hmm. uh, so here, yeah, next question. Here in Kazakhstan, we have uh, two kind of like st uh, students, like majority of them are like divided into two types. 
Uh, first, they are with scientific knowledge, like scientific students we call them. And uh, next ones are humanitarians. <laughs> so they love humanities subjects like so linguistics and uh, arts. And uh, so there is a gap between them, between their abilities actually. And uh, that's why they cannot decide whether SAT or ACT is better for them. Here, uh, what can you suggest for them? Like, for example, uh, SAT is better for scientific students and like that. But what about the reading section? Which one is better? Actually, um, it used to be where the ACT and the SAT, there was a huge difference between them. But the college board decided that they're going to make the SAT a lot like the SAT, the ACT. So now the, 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 the SAT's questions are a lot like the SAT questions. And so there's really not a big difference between the reading section on the SAT and the ACT. What's good about SAT is that the time limit for the questions are, um, it's longer. So you, ha- you can be a little bit more relaxed to answer the questions. But for the ACT, there's a shorter, um, there, the short, there's a shorter time for the questions. And so that puts a lot of uh, students under pressure. So, Mm -hmm. um, but both of them are almost the same for the reading section and the writing section. The the college board made their exams for the SATs a lot like the the ACTs. (laughs) Okay, thank you. So, uh, (laughs) next question. As you know, the the first test that we can take uh, as an international student this year due to coronavirus is in August and uh, how can we organize our time effectively so, so, so that we can score above 750 or that 750 in this variable section like uh, like mini timetable or I don't know what can you suggest us okay uh, persistence and grit are the number one most important Mm -hmm. attribute of people who are successful it's not being smart it's not being Mm -hmm. um it's not having um, a lot of time if you want Mm -hmm. something you have to have grit and persistence and stamina what does that mean it means that mountains for example if you look at mountains it looks huge but actually it's made up of little tiny rocks When I did my PhD, it's 400 pages. I did not sit down and write down the 400 pages all at one time. What I did was I divided every single day, I wrote one or two pages and I finished it, the 400 pages, after about four years. Yes, it does take a little bit of time, but I was persistent that I had grit and and this is what the students should do. Do not do five hours every day. But if you do just a little bit every day, just solve one exam every single day and see your mistakes and correct your mistakes, uh, that that is more than enough. That is more than enough. Mm -hmm. The most important thing is that you divide your time so that it's equal every single day. Don't do a lot. If you go to um, build muscles at the at the gym, you don't you don't um, exercise for six hours one day and then sit for the rest of the week not doing anything. You have to build that muscle every single day. You have to exercise a little bit, exercise a little bit, so that you can give your body a chance to build that muscle. The same thing. Your your language uh, skills is like a muscle. And that, that means that you have to build every single day, just a little bit, study a little bit, study a little bit every single day, so that when you reach that 
the finish line, you find that you have learned a lot. The most important thing is that when you solve exams, you understand what your mistakes are. It's not good to, to just solve exams, a lot of exams. A lot of my students, they say, well, I solve an exam every single day. Good, that's very good. But do you understand your mistakes? Do you understand what you did wrong? Do you understand uh, how to uh, not make those mistakes again? That is the most important thing. If you, um, if you just solve and not understand what the mistakes are that you did so that you can correct them later on, then you do, then you're not very, you're not helping yourself. You have to correct your mistakes so that you can help yourself. So two things, number one, divide your time. Number two, learn from your mistakes. That's how you're going to do perfectly later on. Mm -hmm. So every day and step by step, yes. Yes. One more thing that you can do Mm -hmm. is that you have to make sure that you know the basics, you know, the rules for every single question. There are um, a certain number of questions for the reading Mm -hmm. and a certain number of questions for the writing. If you know the different types of questions and you know the skills and the rules and the hacks and the tips and the tricks for each of the different kinds of questions, that will help you tremendously. Uh, first, so first you have to have the basis, the foundation. You have to know all of the different types of questions and you have to know the different rules and the skills. Once you are able to learn that, then you start to solve whole exams altogether. So th- three things you're going to do. Divide your time. Number two, you're going to learn from your mistakes. Number three, make sure that you know the basics first before you start solving whole exams. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, <laughs> this question, uh, like the most of the listeners are eleventh uh, grade students, and uh, they all so their English is not so well, but not so poor. Also, it's okay, it's normal. And uh, so, uh, most of them like just uh, learn these words. You know, there are uh, some PDF resources, including uh, like no, uh, naming. 2000 essential words for SAT or like this so this kind of resource how do you think are they important for us in order to like learn the, all of these words without usage no studies have shown that if you are learning mm-hmm. words without you learning with, with or memorizing words without contact context mm-hmm. that's the poorest way mm-hmm. to learn vocabulary it could help but that's not the best way to learn if you're in 11th grade and you're going to take the exam in August. If you take lists and lists of words mm-hmm. and you uh, memorize them, that's not the best way to learn vocabulary. If, if, if you were um, like a sixth grader or a seventh grader, a middle school student or a ninth grade student, yes, I would tell you that's a good way. That's one of the good ways. But the best way to learn vocabulary is through usage, for, through what you read, through speaking, through context. If you see the word in the context, that's the best way to learn vocabulary. Something else that will help you to learn vocabulary is that you do not use your mother tongue so that you can learn the vocabulary word. A lot of people, they look up the word on Google Translate or they look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> and then what happens is that they, um, they what they do is that they, uh, somebody's entering this, I don't know. And what they do is, is that they watch, they, um, what they do is they learn the vocabulary word through their own language or they translate it into their own language. That's not the best way to learn vocabulary. 
for you to really learn vocabulary, you need to use the original language. You need to learn English and you need to keep on learning this English language um, through the mother, the mother language. So that's the first thing that you're going to do. Um, second of all, um, write, uh, write the word in, into a sentence of your own. If you write the word in, into a sentence of your own, you um, get to use the word yourself. Also, practice using the word in your daily life. Now, for SAT students, of course, there are certain words that are that reoccur on the exams. For example, if you have mm -hmm. um, the history uh, passages, there are certain words that they always repeat themselves. You have to know those words. But how are you going to know which words are the words that are repeated? You're going to learn that those words that are repeated through reading the, the uh, history passages. When you read the history passages, you're going to um, find those words, uh, write them down, write the definition in English, write uh, write the definition in English, write the word in your own sentence, and then try to use that word during your daily life. Words like ratify, words like constitution, mm -hmm. words like convention, mm -hmm. words like suffrage. Those are words that are that are very important to the, um, to the, to the, what, what am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know who's this person that entered. <laughs> Just a minute, I will. Yeah, me too. I don't okay. know. So who's with us? Who is Nuran? Who are you? Excuse me, who are you? I'm Nuran. Who are you, Nuran? I'm student. Welcome, Nuran. But this is not this is a private um interview. I don't know how you got into here. <laughs> you're you're always yeah. welcome, but thank you. Okay. All right. So, Here we go. <laughs> okay. Let's continue. Okay. Uh, can I ask about your uh, like lessons, individual, not individual, but for example, if we can organize a group of students, so can you teach us? And uh, so like, how can we enroll to your courses actually? Sure. Can uh, I can send you uh the links to um, and the advertisements if you want to. And my assistant or my manager, uh, he, uh, mm -hmm. he talks to the students and he, uh, and he tells them about uh, the prices and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. you can, yeah, you can enroll. It's more than, you're more than welcome, of course. Of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. So, and uh, you have stopped your Zoom, uh, like weekend Zoom sessions, right? Yes, yes, I'm still doing uh, Zoom lessons, but they're think... paid lessons. I gave six free mm -hmm. lessons online, and I had students from all over the world. I had students from Turkey, I had students from uh, from mm -hmm. Kazakhstan, I had students from Egypt and Saudi Arabia and the Middle East. I had students from all over the world, and they attended with me uh, the six lessons. I had uh, over, um, what, 500 students that attended throughout. Uh, I had a lesson that had about 170 students that attended. Um, and I, the best thing that I like about, about it is that I feel like I was able to um, touch the hearts of my students and that really, yeah. really makes me really happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have so many students and I get that they are doing well also on their SAT. Yes. Infection, I'm very proud of them, yes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, next question. 
they How say that you, I like think no students do you know students that want to take um private lessons yes okay sure mm -hmm. okay so if you yes. if um i give discounts to groups so if you can make a, a group then we can give you a discount great okay thank you so yeah i will tell them okay so actually the listeners so most of them are also your students your future students <laughs> okay. we'll see okay uh, mm -hmm. So uh, next question, they say that SAT uh, section, no, SAT exam is uh, not testing just our abilities, uh, not our knowledge, also they test our readiness to college, right? And how this reading section tests our readiness to college? <laughs> the reading section really? is really making you <laughs> frustrated, huh? Um, yeah. The thing is, <laughs> That um, the passages on the reading section, they are college level uh, writing. So you'll have passages that are history, passages that are social science, you have passages that are science, you have passages that are, um, that are, um, there are four different kinds, uh, literature. And so usually if you enter any kind of college, you will have to read that type of material or material at that level. So if, you, if a student does not know how to read or is not good at reading or is not a crit critical think thinker, they will have um, a very hard time to understand the material that they're studying at the university. So because that's why the SAT is so important because it shows that the student is capable of studying the material that will be that they will be taking in college. If they cannot read, if students cannot read material at that level, and they cannot comprehend material at that level, they will have a very hard time with the material that they will take in whatever university or college that they enter. Even music mm -hmm. classes, they have <laughs> they have a curriculum that you have to read, and so uh, an art. So you have to read. A reading is a, an essential. Uh, is something that's essential for all levels. Thank you. Okay. Uh -huh. Next question. So uh, here we travel with the <laughs> elimination of the answers in SAT reading section. Not just only SAT, but in all the sections there, we can eliminate the answers, right? Uh, here, as usual, like last two answers that cannot be uh, differentiated. So how can we find the difference between them? Okay. Um... You just have to know the different tricks that the SAT does so that you can eliminate between the last two questions that you are not sure about. Um, mm -hmm. For example, uh, an answer on the reading section is usually a paraphrase of something within the passage. So you, if you find that there is just one word, sometimes just one word will make the difference between two different questions. For example, words that are extreme, they usually are wrong. So if you find the word all of the participants, for example, and they are not all in the graph or in the passage, then you know that this is wrong because it's not all. So extreme words, you understand that usually they, um, you eliminate them, okay? Um, you just have to learn the tips and tricks that the SAT does so that they can trick their students into choosing the wrong answer. Another trick that the, that the SAT does is that um, they'll use the word percentage instead, instead of numbers when it comes to graph questions. And they're asking about 
um, the number of participants, whereas the graph talks about the percentage of participants. So that would make the answer wrong. So you have to know the different tips and tricks that the SAT does so that they can trick you to choose the, choosing the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get that. Uh, when I asked the listeners about their questions, most of them were about SAT and they were like general questions. I think that dear listeners, don't worry. I will attach the link of uh, Dr. Sainab and you can just look at the, uh, like watch the Uh, videos and can get lots of tricks and tips that's why don't ask please next time so general questions now let's move on the uh, some um, not extra but a uh, question about you can i ask you about your most uh, about your most extraordinary dream my most extraordinary dream <laughs> yes <laughs> wow that was unexpected <laughs> <laughs> My most extraordinary dream is that I influence and I inf- uh, and I inspire as many people as possible, especially my my kids, my own children, and um, the students that are worldwide. Uh, every student that um, that I have influenced uh, really touches my heart, and that is what really inspires me to go on. Um, one time I was teaching in high school, and I. Um, It was before class and I got a message on my mobile and I just started crying and crying and the students all started looking at one another and they were like what's wrong with Dr. Zainab what's going on <laughs> and actually I told them these are tears of happiness they're not tears of, of, of sadness I had gotten uh, a message from one of my students who had graduated a couple of years from before and she, bless her heart, she told me you are one of the most teachers that has ever influenced me in my life. And she's now my friend and we still communicate <laughs> until this day. Uh, she's very dear to my life, my, my, my heart, Maha. And uh, whenever I find students like this, I have lots of, uh, lots of students like that. This is what um, really makes me so, so happy. And so my dream is to inspire and touch the hearts of, and to help other students achieve their dreams. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So we're like a very extraordinary dream, actually. Yes, most people really influence our lives, and but unfortunately, we don't appreciate them. And I think that your students are lucky to have you. They also appreciate you. <laughs> They also Thank appreciate you. you. Appreciate uh, now, can I ask you about uh, difficulties when you were studying like, 15 years after that you have graduated your university? So, uh, why didn't you give up? Why didn't I give up? Because I had a dream. First of all, I love what I do. So I believe There's this really important book, it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And there's another version of it called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. And the first habit of highly effective people and teens is that you change your perspective. Changing your perspective means that you change the way that you see things. For example, instead of like seeing something as being a chore, You see it as something that is fun and interesting and something that you enjoy doing. Um, for example, I'm very surprised. My daughter, I will tell her, um, I will tell her about chores within the house, and maybe she would not like to do that. But she can play a game all day long in which she just cleans the kitchen 
and she serves people food. <laughs> so why is that fun to you? <laughs> and doing chores at home is not so fun. It's just the perspective, the way you see things. So one of the things that really helped me to go on is that I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Um, when I solve questions on the SAT, and I still get lots of questions from my students and any student that would like to join my Telegram or my WhatsApp groups and ask me questions. And I feel like this is like a puzzle. And I, I, I enjoy finding uh, clues and I'm like a detective and I'm able to solve those kinds of puzzles. And so I went from a mindset that is like negative to a positive mindset where I'm enjoying what I'm doing and I, I, I like what I'm doing. And I think all students, if they look at what they are studying as something that they enjoy and they, um, they like to do as if it's a puzzle and they're solving their puzzle, they will enjoy, they will enjoy what they're doing and they will be inspired to go on and on and on. So um, that's the main, uh, that's the main reason, yeah. Mm -hmm. so, uh, were there any difficulties uh, in your study in America? My study in America, difficulties? Like cultural, yes, cultural. I was a little mm -hmm. different than most of the students around me and there was not um, the internet and there wasn't a lot of knowledge about people that are um, that are from different countries. So that was a little bit um, of a difficulty, but um, most Americans, they are very kind people. Most Americans are, um, are uh, very helpful, very helpful. And so, um, uh, yes, there was a little bit of difficulty because I was a little bit of different, but at the same time, um, I learned a lot and uh, I made a lot of friends there and people there are very, very kind and nice. Um, so now, can we ask not only just in the SAT, but top three uh -huh, uh, like advices from you uh, just for high school students, not only SAT? <laughs> um, number one is um, be very wary of your time. Um, time is so precious. Every single second that left will never be able you'll never be able to bring it back again. So be very, very careful with your time. Maybe now you feel like there's, um, that you have a lot of time. My exam is still in August. I have a couple of months. Believe me, time just ticks and it goes away. And every second that goes away brings you closer to the exam. So be very, very careful with your time. That's my number one um, mm -hmm. piece of advice. Don't waste your time on video games, on TV shows, on um, just uh, talking uh, and on the phone. Use your time <laughs> wisely. Even if you are going to do those kinds of things, you do them as a reward because you, um, because you finished studying or you did your own goal. Um, so if, if you do not have a goal, you become the goal of others. You, you help others to reach their goals. So you have to have <laughs> your own goal. Okay, so number one, take care of your time. Number two, have your goals, set your goals, set your, um, know what your priorities are and make sure that you have that uh, on your mind all the time. 
know your priorities, know that you want to get a good grade, know that you want to um, make your parents proud and know why you want, you have those priorities. So if I want to get a good grade, think to yourself, why do I want to get a good grade? It's going to help me in my future. It's going to make my parents proud. It's going to make me proud. It's going to give me a, a, an easier and happier life later on. So know your priorities. So number one, uh, uh, set your time. Be careful with your time. Number two, know your goals and your priorities. Um, and... Um, Basically, those are the best two pieces of advice that I can okay. put right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, what are you interested in except English? Except SAT English, except literature? I, I, I believe us? that um, a sound body has a sound mind. So I like to exercise. I like to, um, to, uh, to uh, go to the gym. Now I can't go to the gym, but I like to go walking because um, exercise has shown that it brings oxygen to your mind and so it makes you smarter and it makes you stronger and um, and so that's that's my number one priority after studying that I exercise and that I become a strong person mentally and physically. Wow, great. Thank you. Thank you. So um, we're going to finish our best episode ever with Dr. Zayn and Zainab. Thank you very much. Uh, guys, I will, again, I will repeat that I will attach the link to Telegram channel and YouTube channel of uh, Mrs. Zainab and you can ask any questions from her as you can see that she likes to influence uh, your life from positively even uh, the smallest part of your life, uh, even the second of your life. And uh, by joining our uh, class that we are gonna start with a group of students, you will have a chance to improve your SAT score. Uh, not only SAT score, I guess, just your even personality skills also. And uh, <laughs> yes, uh, thank you, Mrs. Zainab, again for uh, accepting the invitation and for recording this episode. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. Thank you, Sabrina. It was very, very, very nice talking to you. Thank you.